0: Okay, well, we're back. My name's Rich, that's Jim over there, and we're going to talk to you about a very important subject. Very, very, well, they're all important, Jim, but this, this one I think is really important. Uh, and the title of this program is, uh, We Are Going to Need Kingdom Faith in the Days Ahead. I, Jim, I, I just feel we're in a special time, and I feel that this special time is going to require kingdom faith and not just some ordinary faith. Uh, yeah. Jesus said in the beginning, I, I've given you a measure of faith. And, and the question we all have to ask each other, or ourselves, I mean, is what have you done with that measure? You know, if, if you have a measure, that's just a beginning point
1: that's just the mustard seed
0: that's it Yeah, and and, you know the mustard seed Bible says can grow into this big tree where the birds hang out and whatever and you know the question we ask ourselves is has has that mustard seed grown and um, we're living in we're living in tough times I mean there's a lot of people out there that are suffering and hurting and whatever and um, just, just an unawareness of what the future holds. Uh, nobody knows, but it yeah. doesn't look, on the outside, it doesn't look good. But I can tell you, on the inside, it looks great, because God is bringing all of us to the point uh, to have that uh, mountain-moving kingdom faith. It's available. Uh we're gonna talk about that today and what, what you know we can do to bring about that type of uh of faith. And and Jim, it kinda just starts with us having a good understanding of what faith is all about. Yeah. You know, we all think we have to muster up enough faith to yeah. be able to move those mountains. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that that's the reason why I We're in an hour where you're hearing a lot of uh, godly men preaching uh, the gospel of grace. And that's wonderful uh, because that's really the only way that you receive faith, is by grace. Uh, I think the Lord is very clear on that in Ephesians when he says, You were saved by grace Mm -hmm. through my faith, not of any works of your own. So we can't really work up this faith. You know, you, you can't go to church Three times a week, and and feel like your faith is really going to grow. Although it may, if you listen to anointed teaching and preaching, but I think that when Rich refers to kingdom faith, um, that what he's talking about is uh, that that it's the God type faith. It's it's the faith where Paul said, "I live by the faith of the Son of God." I'm sure Rich is probably going to cover that somewhere in this broadcast. But Paul said, I live by the faith of, son of, of the Son of God. Uh, Any time that Paul talked about uh, the faith that he had, he was simply referring to the faith that God had already imparted to him. And when God does give his faith to you, he considers that faith as yours because it's a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Paul was preaching one time and he was looking at a man out in the audience and he said, I perceive that you have faith to be healed. Well. You know, can we say, well, oh boy, that man had the faith to be healed. Well, he did, but what we first have to understand is that it, it was imparted to him. And the faith that you have right now in Jesus Christ was initially imparted to you by his grace. So when God looks at you, he says, I'm glad to see that you have faith in me <laughs> because you have received his grace. And that's really what this whole walk is all about. It's, it's all about grace through the impartation of this supernatural, mystical faith that only Jesus Christ is. The Lord spoke to me this morning. He said, tell the people that are listening to the broadcast that I am faith. I Uh, am. Yeah, I think that's the reason why when Moses asked him, who shall I say has sent me, he said, tell him I am has sent you. And what he was really saying there was, I am faith, I am love, I am joy, I am the source of all your needs. I am. So if you need faith, the way you get faith is looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of your faith.
0: Yes, and the great I am lives in us. Amen. <laughs> that, that's a hard one because you don't hear it preached a lot. But that's what Paul said. He said that it's a mystery. That's been hidden for ages and ages and ages, and it's still hidden to a degree in yeah. some circles.
1: We don't see the fullness of it yet. No, yeah. no.
0: But we have to first of all realize that we are the temple of God. He made us that temple. And, you know, He gave us a type and shadow of Solomon's temple and the tent of meeting in the wilderness with Moses and the gang but we now are that temple god resides he dwells he lives in each and every one listening to our voice today what yeah. a wonderful thing i mean that that is what you know once you get that realization it, it it'll change your life
1: well that's what paul was saying to the people know ye not that you are the temple of god he, he realized that this was a revelation that they had to come into, you know, that, that God has decided to dwell in them and tabernacle in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the question to you, Do you, know ye not that you are the temple that contains this mountain-moving faith inside of you? Yeah, amen.
0: Back to the times we're living in, I I, I truly believe God is opening up some some wonderful revelation in this time Uh, it just seems like exponentially he is just moving uh, into uh, you know realms of revelation and awareness of who he is and who he is in us and um, just he, he just an awareness of our sonship an awareness of our inheritance um Our awareness of the mission that we have here on earth. Um, Because so many people um, have been told that it's going to church, it's reading the Bible, it's praying. That's all great. That's all great. But you know what? It's a lot more than just that.
1: Yeah, it doesn't come through religion. I mean, let's just be honest about it, Rich. It comes through relationship, mm-hmm. which we say almost in every broadcast. Yes. And, and I think sometimes people have, um, not intentionally, but they have replaced their relationship, their one-on-one with Christ, through their religious philosophies and theologies. And we know that religion isn't going to get you there because there's 4,000 different, quote, faiths. <laughs> in the world but there's really only one faith that's imparted by jesus christ so you know everybody has a different theology different doctrines but there's only one truth and one lord and one faith and that's the reason why we really have to have that relationship that personal relationship of meditating getting quiet like the lord said be still and know you'll know when you get still before god But you're not, I don't believe you're really going to come into the type of relationship, the intimate, loving relationship that God wants you to experience just by sitting in a church pew for one hour on Sunday. And I mean no disrespect to the churches, but this is a personal salvation here. This is personal.
0: And, you know, whomever that person is standing at the pulpit, um, gosh, wouldn't you want to know the Lord for yourself? and not just take that person's word who has who's meaning well and and probably has a great message of faith but until it's a personal thing with a face to face relationship with the lord you're missing out on so much of what he has for you
1: yeah the same thing happens rich on the job a lot of times when you start a new job you have a good mentor but when he's taught you everything he knows where to from there and you it's just that's just it see that's just it you're you're only going to be as knowledgeable as the man in the pulpit and and praise God for the man in the pulpit again but uh, Trust me,
0: God has used that man in the pulpit in my
1: life yeah amen many many
0: many, many times amen and, uh, but he put that insatiable hunger in my heart to want more
1: right amen
0: Okay, let's talk about this kingdom faith that we brought up here earlier. Um, There is a difference, Jim, between what we're talking about here and just having faith in God. Mm -hmm. Having Mm -hmm. faith in God is a wonderful thing, but there's so much more. Um, Kingdom faith is the exact same faith that Jesus had, during his earthly ministry. Look what he did. I mean, he had kingdom faith. I mean, he he basically uh, healed the sick, raised the dead, cast out demons, uh, touched people's heart in a way that nobody had ever touched before. Um, and guess what? He wants that for us today.
1: I think that's the reason why he taught the apostles or, or the disciples to pray thy kingdom come, you know, and your will be done in earth. And I think getting back to what you said initially, Rich, I think that's what we are actually experiencing for the first time in earth I, I is agree. the kingdom of God is starting to move. Manifest. Yeah, starting to manifest and, and God's starting to reveal his son. In us, it was like Paul said, when God chose to reveal his son in me, and he got the revelation of Christ in him, that's when he really started his ministry and had great power, when it was revealed to him that the son of God was inside of him. Yeah. That was a major, major revelation. Yeah, it was. I mean. It was. I'm sure he caught a lot of grief over that. Well, he you no. Know, well, he said that he never even went to Jerusalem for quite a number of years. Yeah. He he was just taught and led by the Holy oh, Ghost. He didn't have a New Testament. No. <laughs> it was the voice of the Lord inside of him.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about the difference here. Faith is faith. I'm, you know, we're not saying that faith isn't faith, but there's uh, different levels of faith and uh, faith in God. We're going to talk a lot today about faith. The faith. Faith in God and the faith of God. There is a difference. Faith in God is the substance of existence. We exist. So we have faith in God that he is the creator and he created all this and we believe it. And that's good. To have faith in God is... is, to really have the faith of God the next step is to really realize that it's not your faith it's his faith that's in you and man that that will change things because as we said earlier in the broadcast that you know I, I thought Jim I had to just work harder do better acts uh, it was a performance driven experience with the Lord that if I If I worked hard enough, I would develop enough faith to move mountains and to lay hands on the sick and to empty out people from their hospital beds and whatever. And and he sat me down and said, you know, you don't, I did all the work. I said it's finished. When I said it's finished, then I afforded you the opportunity to have my faith the same faith Jesus had when he was walking on the earth. And, you know, we must have faith in God as our Father and source of all the good we desire, but it's more than just that. It's 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 realizing that, look, the, the faith that Jesus used to bring Lazarus from the tomb is the same faith that is given to us. And it's his faith, not our faith.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. I always said you know, I hear people that have had salvation experiences, and uh, and it almost sounds in a way like they're boasting a little bit, you know, because they'll make statements like, boy, I'm, I'm really proud or glad that I made the choice to accept Jesus Christ. Um, but, um, you know, folks, <laughs> it was the faith that God imparted to you that gave you the desire and the ability to make that choice. Uh, like Ephesians said, we read before, You're saved by grace through faith. Faith is the gift that he imparted to you. It's not of any works, lest any man should boast. So God gets all the glory from start to finish. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Faith is more
0: than mere belief. It is the very substance of that which is belief. It works by love. If you want to tell if someone has faith of God, you you can pick their fruit, and there should be a lot of love on that tree. Thoughts of condemnation, enmity, and resistance must be released and divine love declared. That's, that's, That's a powerful one. I mean, condemnation... It just seems like, you know, in Romans 8 it says there is therefore now no condemnation to him who is in Christ Jesus. But it just seems like, you know, people are being condemned for because they don't believe the way you believe or I believe or he believes or whatever. And and things I notice that people condemn themselves. They're so hard on themselves because, well, you know, I fell. I, you know, I was doing really well and then I fell. Well, pick yourself back up, dust yourself off, and and keep going because Jesus knew you were going to fall. He knew that everything we were going to do, God knew before we were even born. And he loves us anyway. And he will always love you. There's never anything you could do that would take away the love of God. It's, it's unconditional. And if you're out there and you feel condemned or you feel um, whatever you feel that's not of God.
1: Yeah, you haven't met the standards of the law. <laughs> yeah,
0: then you have to release that.
1: And yeah.
0: divine love, you have to declare. You have to declare, God loves me. Get up every morning and say, God loves me. Because he does. And do they have messed up? Guess what? He still loves you. He, he's not angry at you. He doesn't want to get back at you. Uh, you know, some of the betrayals of God, Jim, are just
1: betrayal so off base. They're betrayals. Yeah. <laughs> they're betraying God really in a, in a wrong light because when you talk about unconditional love basically what you're saying is there's no conditions that has to be met yeah, God is love period, that's all he's capable of doing is loving
0: But if we can get rid of the junk and we all got junk
1: the stinking thinking <laughs>
0: yeah, if we can get rid of the junk the more junk we can get rid of then faith will work unhindered you want to see your faith grow release the past release all the things that you did that you're ashamed of and whatever release it all to the Lord he says cast your cares upon me because I care for you so so um, take taking out his word on that release all that stuff and then you will see your faith unhindered and grow Galatians uh, Galatians two sixteen, Jim says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law. There you go. Mm-hmm. All your works. Then not the Bible say something about something about, you know, our works are as filthy rags?
1: Yeah, our righteousness and all that, yeah. As far as yeah.
0: trying to achieve righteousness
1: in his yeah. eyes. Yeah, we try to yeah.
0: achieve something that you already have.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. but by the faith of Jesus Christ it's his faith by the faith of Jesus Christ even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ his faith Mm -hmm. and not by the works of the law for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. If I was out there right now working, 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 working to get God to like, love me, and like me, that would be enough for me right now to just surrender <laughs> and say, "Lord, Amen." I put my hands up. Yeah, Amen. Quit trying to do your job. Yeah, because it's His job to justify us. It's His job to to give us His faith. It's His job to make us righteous and pure in His sight. And it's a a work in progress, folks. It's it's an inside work that's working to your outside. And that's the good news, is that it's working to your outside. Do you have a poem or anything,
1: Jim? Yeah, I do have one here. which certainly uh, can shed a little bit of light on this faith issue. Um, And it goes like this. We are a masterpiece wrought from the hands of God. You know, in Ephesians, I think it talks about that we are his workmanship. Okay? So this is a work that God started. All right? Like I said before, a dead man cannot resurrect himself. You were dead in your sins and your trespasses, and you were alienated from God in your mind. But God resurrected you out of your old way of thinking, okay? You never really were separated from God. I know that that's most of the teachings that we hear today. But I believe in my heart that the Lord says, yeah, you were separate in your mind from me. But I was always there for you. I always loved you. And down deep inside in your spirit, you love me. But he goes on and says, we are a masterpiece wrought from the hands of God. In us, he works both day and night. Working deep within our sod, sometimes we don't understand the workings of his hands, but we know by faith that what he's creating, it surely will be grand. And again, when we say we know by faith, we're talking about faith that God has already imparted to us. And so God considers that faith to be ours. It's just like if I give a gift to Rich, my partner here, uh, I can't go back and say, oh, that's my gift, I want it back. No, if I gave him a car and he drives off in it, I'd say, well, there goes Rich in his new car, yeah. you know. Uh, and that's the way it is with faith. Um, you know, as we, as we develop our relationship, our oneness, that's what we're talking about here, becoming one in Christ. As we develop that, our faith starts developing along with it um, because God, Christ, Jesus Christ is faith, He is faith. It isn't something that he necessarily has to impart to you. It's when you start becoming one with him, you start taking on his nature. You start taking on his power. You start taking on his wisdom. And that's the masterpiece that God is creating right now. Uh, And it says what he's doing, it's grand because he already knows the beginning from the end. (laughs) Hello. Father already knows what you're going to do tomorrow. He already knew what you were going to do. He knows what you did yesterday. Uh, But that doesn't stop his master plan, okay? So it's grand because he already knows the beginning from the end, and that is how he does all things, to bring forth all as he has planned. You know, the Bible says that God works everything after the counsel of his own will. He doesn't work it after your will, (laughs) thank God. He works it after the counsel of his own will. And the poem goes on, it says, I'd love to see his finished work when it finally comes to an end. But he's reserved a day and time to reveal this master plan. We must wait by faith that he supplies, and then we will see the glorious prize. For in him we now move and live and have our being, and when our faith has come to an end, we will awaken our glorious bodies to be back home again. But this is faith, the Father says, that I supply. Yeah, that's for sure. Just another
0: scripture. Found, it's this Philippians three Be found in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law. You know, we say sometimes that uh, we're not under the law anymore. But sometimes we act like it. And the only way we can get help from under the law is to receive the grace that he's given us, and to have the faith to believe that we are not under the law any longer. It goes on to say, but that which is through the faith of Christ, whose faith is it? The faith of Christ. The righteousness which is of God by faith.
1: Yeah, Rich, 1 Corinthians 2.5 says that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of man or in your own wisdom, but in the power of God.
0: So what we're saying here is believing in Jesus is a wonderful thing. However, possessing his faith is the kind of faith that's going to move the mountains in your life. We must realize that it is his faith and not something we strive to do to increase his faith in us.
1: Yeah, and you know when it talks about the mountains, Rich, basically what the Lord's talking about is not your finances or the pain in your body. He's talking about the mountains that we have created in our own minds. That's where the battleground is. That's where the, the double-mindedness comes in. One moment we think through our carnal mind. The next moment we're taking, thinking through the spiritual mind. And God wants to al- alleviate all these doubts, these fears, and these questions. These are the mountains that have plagued the people of God. We have so many questions. You know, we, we doubt God's love. You know, example, how can all these things be going on in this world if God is a God of love? How many times have we heard that? How many times have we maybe said that? But you've got to come into a deeper realm, a deeper relationship with him and, and allow the Lord to show you what is going on in this planet Earth right now. And basically, to make a very long teaching short, God has given the power and authority to man, And this is what man has done with this power and authority. But now the good news of the gospel is Christ is coming back to earth to take back his rightful ownership of the earth. And that earth that he's talking about is your earth and my earth to deliver us and set us free.